go. Hello there, Christopher. Hello, Thomas. How's your day been today? Well, it's been uh, been pretty good. Just here, sipping on our Sumatra. Yeah. Podcast number one. Dark roast of the day. Podcast number one. I'm excited. Maybe Couldn't we sleep talk. very well last night. Why is that? Because of this. Very exciting. <laughs> very exciting stuff going on. We got big stuff going on in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but seriously, like, podcasting, mm-hmm. um, I've been a fan for about a year now, Yeah. and I've really wanted to start one. And Same it's here. something that I thought, like, um, I'd probably never do, and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. Like I've I've tried a couple times before, um, but it didn't really pan out. But um, personally, like I I devour them, um, like Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan and and things like that. But um, so yeah. Who's like the first podcaster you? The first got one. On? Um, I don't really listen to him anymore, but. It, uh, his name is Lewis Howes, and he his podcast is The School of Greatness. So I was, like, starting out in entrepreneurship and just searched entrepreneur podcasts, and his, like, popped up first. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good show. He had decent guests on there and things like that, and <clears throat> they were, like, short, so they're very consumable and um, helped me, like get my start in just, you know, entrepreneurship and startups and just getting good advice on like how to improve yourself and be more productive, more efficient and, um, increase like your overall wellness. Yeah. That's kind of been pretty popular with the podcasting is, um, self development, self help Mm -hmm. that like, that's kind of what drew me in. Mm-hmm. I remember a long time ago, I started that show, Marin. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? Um, that's like the number one podcast, right? I think Joe Rogan is number one. Really? He passed Mark Marin. Really? But Mark Marin is that comedian. Do you know anything about him? Yeah. Yeah. So I saw, I, I really liked that show, Louie, for a while. Oh, Lucy K? Until, yeah. <laughs> Until that fateful day. Yeah. Um, I still like him. He's still funny. Louis C.K.? Yeah. Yeah. I have my own opinion, and I don't think a lot of people agree agree on it. Do you care to share it? Well, um, so, hold on. Let me get get to Mark Maron, and then I'll share my opinions about Louis C.K. So, uh, Mark Maron has that show first season he was like um he was like doing his podcast and his show in like a shack and stuff and he'd have his celebrities come to his house right. and stuff and that's like the first exposure i ever had to podcasting mm-hmm. and from then on like i don't know i went two years without ever being interested in it until h3 put out his podcast okay and that was just kind of like a segue into that podcast world and from there i just boom yeah. Couldn't get enough of it. But um, Louis C.K., here's my spiel. He said horrible stuff mm-hmm. on stage, and people are absolutely shocked 
that he would masturbate in public. Well, to no, not in public. To the girls he invited over and said, well, yeah. "Hey, I want to masturbate to Sorry. you." Sorry, in front of somebody. Yeah. So, so I get that 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 this is a time and age where that's a that's a big no no. A mm-hmm. lot of people are getting in a lot of trouble for that kind right. of stuff. But watch one of his stand-ups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, they're they're hilarious, but there's a few of them that are so fucking awkward. <laughs> yeah. So I don't so even like, like I don't even like repeating. He sa- so. yeah, he says horrible, horrible stuff. Right. And to me I felt it, it's like um I don't know, it's like uh getting mad at like Johnny Knoxville for doing something stupid. It's like, right. what do you expect from that guy? Right. Like, uh, we have, you know, never mind. I don't know. I I think, I don't really know all the details on it, and, um, but from what I understand is, yeah, sometimes he would ask, and then sometimes it would just, like, happen. Really? Yeah. I think that's what the, the main problem is. Okay, see... That I can see being a problem. Right. Like you're just washing your hands and you come out and yeah, Louis C.K. is sitting there with his <laughs> Dick's dong out, flying everywhere. It's not a pretty sight, probably. But uh, no, he's not very. <laughs> even if he was a good-looking guy, it'd still be awkward. But he's not the best-looking guy. <laughs> just be really up. He's got that dad bod too. So oh yeah. Anyway, um, I mean. But that doesn't discredit his work. Like his show is genius. Yeah, I think. that's what that's what's hard about this um, this situation uh, is that like for uh, for a good example is um, oh, what's his name <laughs> the actor from House of Cards. Why am I blanking? Kevin Spacey. Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Um, he was like in my top ten favorite actors before that happened, but. Yeah, what he did is like terrible. It's sad. It's too yeah. It <sighs> It's sad because you build up this image for celebrities in your head. That's why they say never meet your heroes. Right. And never fulfills that No. That image that you have of them. And he was a hero. He like I just I loved him in he's such a sicko in Seven and House of Cards. He was just this like I don't know, he was really good at playing that just bad person. And I guess that was what he was <laughs> so <laughs> I got into House of Cards like I was in season one ending it as that unfolded oh really so I just stopped watching right. it <laughs> um and I'm, it really sucks because it's a good show like, yeah and everybody loves it and I've I don't know I just can't finish it mm-hmm. like, you damn rapist <laughs> yeah exactly that's the thing like that's what's sad like you love their work and then that stuff happens and it just kills it for you like I I can't I don't know same thing I can't really watch that anymore I'm not really interested in watching Louis C.K. stand up or anything yeah. like that it's just cause it's not funny anymore it's right like, you just look at him like you fucking yeah, pig <laughs> so let's talk about coffee since we're sipping on it what yeah. we got here Sumatra yeah, let's go through a coffee tasting, why don't we? Why not? Official Starbucks coffee tasting. We should probably um, let listeners know that we both work together at Starbucks during the day. That we do. <laughs> By we day, do. we are baristas. By earlier in the day, we are podcasters. That's right. Do you work tonight? No. Okay. Do you? No, I don't. Cool. 
Cool. Tomorrow I do. What time? Like 4.30 to 9, closing. I'm gone at 5. Sick, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the type. All right, moving on. We got ourselves a... I'm not going to get up. Sumatra Blend. This is from the island of Sumatra. It is a full, low-acidity coffee. Yep, yep. It is... Um, Hold on, let me see if I remember this. The flavor notes are... God bless it. Uh, it's like earthy. Yes, earthy and well-rounded. Is yeah. that it? Yeah, that's why I like it. Earthy yeah. and well-rounded. I just like that flavor. Um, it's like hot lava. Yeah, it's not my favorite. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure why. I like fruity stuff. Really? Yeah, like Kenya. I can drink that. I think it's good and I can enjoy it, but <clears throat> I'm kind of the opposite. I tend to go away from fruity stuff because it's usually, that translates as acidic. Yeah. I'm not a big, big acid fan. What, That's why it just I, stings your mouth? What do you not yeah. like about it? Um, it just, uh, yeah, it just stings my mouth and it kind of like builds up and kills my taste buds for a while. Really? And, um, maybe not kills, I'm being a little dramatic, but <clears throat> just like the, the flavor buildup is like overpowering. It's like when you eat a lot of candy and <coughs> it's like, it, <clears throat> the flavor starts changing. Yeah. I don't know if you're a candy person. <laughs> I'm not a candy okay. person, but hold on. I've. I fuck with Snickers though. Oh yeah. So okay. So you have a Hard. lot of if you have a lot of chocolate after a while, you just kind of are overwhelmed with that <laughs> flavor of chocolate, and um, acidic coffee is the same way. That's why I like I like how Washington roasts their coffee because it's like it has like um, a, it's low acid as opposed to I don't know if you've had like Sacramento. Uh, roasted coffee it's very much how you describe very like fruity and acidic and, and you steer away from that it's not my favorite actually <clears throat> there's some <clears throat> there's some cafes around here i just can't can't deal with their drip coffee i have to well it seems like starbucks is like phasing out all their fruity high acidity stuff probably like do you know why that is that the most um or the sweetest, like, kind of higher acidity roast they have are the blondes. Yeah. And that's it. So for all the mediums, it's just, like, Guatemala, mm -hmm. um, uh, Yukon. Not to be a Starbucks fanboy, but I pretty much like all of their roasts, even French roast that some people complain about. Smells like farts, dude. <laughs> smells, like, smells like a Seattle fish market, and I would know because... I lived by one. <laughs> <laughs> you did? Yeah. You lived in yeah, you lived in Washington. Yeah, Washington, right? Tacoma, you, Washington. Wow. How'd you like Tacoma? It is awesome. Really? Would so great. Um like I remember it snowing there, raining there, mm -hmm. summers were awesome. You're right by the you're right by the ocean, the yeah. Gulf there. Um it's like um it's like a smaller Seattle's kind of like been described as a smaller San Francisco. Yeah. <clears throat> Wait, Seattle is smaller? I've never been, so. 
That I'm pretty sure that's what I've heard. Okay. Interesting. Um, I can see that. They're both hip. Yeah. So, <clears throat> it's pretty lively. There's a lot going on. Um, we used to go down to, like, the, the bay, and there's a shit ton of crabs just right there on the water. So you'd go crabbing? We'd go crabbing, but we would just, we'd just go, um, you know, me and my sister would go in the water and just collect as many crabs as we could and just, like, put them all in one place. <laughs> we'd make, like, crab hotels and shit. Really? Did you ever, like, bring them home and cook them at all, or? Yeah. Um, more in Oregon. We'd go crabbing in Oregon with okay. my uncle. Oh, okay. That's cool. That was fun. Like, uh, pouring rain. Dude. Just seals I mean, everywhere I mean, trying to snatch your... Snatch your crabs from you. That's so cool. Hot chocolate <laughs> afterwards. Oof. Can't go do anything because your shoes are all wet afterwards. <laughs> that sounds like a, like a dream to me, actually. Yeah. It feels like a dream to me. A lot of my childhood feels that way. <laughs> I actually I had a pretty decent childhood. Um... I grew, grew up, up by, here, right? Yeah, I grew up in Sacramento. But, um, like, I grew up next to a school. So we had, like, a field and a playground, like, next door. And then um, next door to me was my uh, childhood best friend, who's, like, four days younger than me. And I was, like, born and raised in, the ho- in that house. And same with him. So, like, we, you know, I had someone I've been friends with since birth. So, mm-hmm. And then two doors down... So there's, like, two brothers that live next door, and then next door to them were two other brothers, so we all, like, I don't know, we had, like, an awesome neighborhood. That's so cool when you have a bunch of people in one neighborhood all hanging out, like, that's how mine was. (laughs) Although it sucked when there's, like, when there's, like, drama or something like that when we would get older, like, (laughs) we start fighting, and then, like, it would be awkward, like, getting into the car, and they're, like, down the the street, like, glaring at you or something. (laughs) (laughs) See, I was that annoying friend, um that would like be at your house at like seven in the morning oh, yeah. asking for you to play and their parents are like dude who the hell is at the door right now if that is Tommy I swear to god I'm gonna kick his ass what's funny is there's one of the guys that lived in the street he, he was that guy he was that guy yeah and he's, there's always that guy and he's about your height too <laughs> it's <just> even funnier <laughs> that's too funny yeah. yeah it would I would be like sleeping and I'd hear a knock at the door. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's 8 on Saturday. What? <laughs> like, I had school all week. Like, and it's cartoon time. Frick so. off. <laughs> <laughs> frick off, dude. Yeah, so I would be there Sunday morning, knocking on your door. <laughs> hey, could Timmy come to church with me? <laughs> Timmy doesn't want to go to church with you. <laughs> you have friends go to church with you? Oh, yeah. That's... A, okay, so... My dad's a pastor. Mm-hmm. So, if I don't... If I don't go to church that day, like, where's Tommy? Right. My mom doesn't go to church that day, where's Mary? Yeah. From everybody. Um, and so, like, I was expected to attend every week. Which means... So, Fridays... Um, I would always want to spend the night at my friends. But if I didn't... That was my only chance, because Sunday mornings were church every morning. Okay. 
But if I could convince one of my friends to come with me to church, mm-hmm. bada bing, bada boom, I have a fun weekend. Oh, nice. But if I don't have that friend, <laughs> then I'm alone and sad <laughs> the entire weekend. Um, so, yeah, I had a lot of friends coming to church with me. That's cool. Did you? You grew up Catholic, right? Yeah, grew up Catholic. My, I had, like, my neighborhood and school friends, and then I had my church friends. Like, and then... It was always awkward when that group would mix. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it got once I started getting older. Really? Because, you know, like high school, um, attending church, and then I have yeah. my actual high school friends. Mm-hmm. So I have, uh, you know, one side and then the whole other side of right. myself. <clears throat> I can't say, like, it was never an issue how I imagine it with a lot of, like, the... Um, like, the separation of church friends and, like, school friends is that, like, they're worried about <clears throat> the school friends saying, like, dirty shit or something to them. But <laughs> it wasn't really like that. It was just that the personalities were so different and just didn't mesh well. Um, Which led to more drama. There's a lot of drama going on, going on when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, there was. Social media was at its prime. Yeah. MySpace, dude. Well, if when I... friends... If you had, you know, that top friends list, so you had your friends list, but then you had your right. top 10 or top 3. Yeah. That... Removing one of those was... was a, that was a big deal. A huge deal. <laughs> it was huge to the I point wonder, to where fights would occur. Yeah. I wonder if, if um, MySpace developers came up with that just to watch the fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see what happened. Like, I've never like they, thought about that. Like, they disguise it as, like, this is a cool way to, like, connect with friends or something. But they just want to see, like, all the shit they can cause. <laughs> just watch the world burn. Doesn't Justin Timberlake own MySpace I, now? I read the history of them a while ago. And I think um, I could totally be butchering this. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah, but tell me. I th- okay, so, <clears throat> of course... MySpace started off on its own. Uh, I believe Facebook started gaining popularity. And then, so usership went down. It was purchased by um, News Corp or something. <coughs> yeah, News Corp. And News then. Corp. What else did it say? Headquartered Beverly Hills. It said something about Justin Timber. There it is. Uh, says, in June 2009, MySpace employed approximately one or 1,600 employees. In June 2011, Specific Media Group and Justin Timberlake jointly purchased the company for approximately $35 million. That was in what? 2011? 20. Okay, and now Time owns it. That's a 2016. So bought it for $35 million. How it's kind of a really, <laughs> dude. That is such a small acquisition compared to like what Facebook. Oh my god! What? What the? Yeah. See. Three hundred and forty billion dollars. Oh my god. Yeah, that's a tiny acquisition compared to like how much Facebook bought. Um, what's it called? Instagram for? How much was that? I. It's like from Just four to ten billion dollars. Four to ten billion? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. In that in that range. Multiply that by like 
300. <laughs> Stupid. I can't even, like... And then you're in, in around the I room. know we, like, say those numbers, but it, I have a hard time comprehending things above, like, I don't know, 4 billion. <laughs> yeah. I think most humans do. Yeah. It's getting better as I get older, though. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, like, <clears throat> when, we, when you go, like, when you've taken science classes and stuff, and they talk about, like astronomical time scales like it does not compute it, like if you sit there and think about it it does not compute have you ever taken an astronomy class i haven't but i'm a astronomy nerd so i've read up on my own about it well that will straight wreck your brain I yeah it does it. so much stuff i just did not know about right for example like um Um, one cool thing that I did not know that a lot of people might know is that there in the Kuiper belt and these, there's those asteroid belts, right? Um, in those belts, there's rocks way bigger than Pluto Mm -hmm. floating around. There's planets floating around in those things. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, do we have... Don't we have a probe that just went outside of the... What is that called? The it was sun. launched in the 70s. Oh. The probe that was... Was it Explorer? Um, it's like the farthest probe ever. Yeah. It's uh, like outside of our solar system now. Yeah. Um, that sounds right, the Explorer. Um, but they're also sending... I don't know much about this, but they're sending a probe to the sun. The farthest oh, they can yeah. get. Farthest probe in space. Voyager one. Voyager one. Yeah. Okay. But apparently, I should, I should have known that <coughs> since I'm a self-described astronomy nerd. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, but this probe is—it's supposed to get to what's called the sun's, like, outer atmosphere, I guess. Okay. So, like, the sun you see when you look at it as just a ball. Mm-hmm. But they showed this diagram, and what I saw, the sun has, like, extreme magnetic fields oh, yeah. going on right. all around it. So it's impossible to get to that, what we think is the sun. Oh, I see. Um, so it's going to hit as far as it can into those magnetic fields or whatever. Yeah. And apparently it's going to go at faster than any other man-made device has ever gone okay. for a short period of time. Interesting. Just so because just, of the magnetic field? I don't know if it's because of the magnetic field or just to get the fuck out of there. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to look more up about that later. Maybe we should look into that. But I took an astronomy class at Folsom. It was awesome. Did you ever go to the, uh, Folsom is a Folsom Lake College. It's a local community college in the area. But, um, did you ever go? (laughs) They don't know my life. Folsom Prison? Folsom Um, Prison. (laughs) Um, (laughs) did you, okay, so I know when you take that class there, they bring you to the observatory and at the, that is ran by the El Dorado Center. The lab goes. The lab does? You never went up there? No. Okay. We should do a field trip up there. That'd be so cool. So here it's free 99. Free 99? Yeah. 
That's a good deal. Yeah. I would love to do that. I think I was also considering t- just taking the lap class. Yeah, just for fun. Yeah, because I did. I didn't need the astronomy class, but I right. took it, and, um, and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. So w- what I saw is they have a lot more fun in the lab class. They're out, they're out like looking in telescopes and stuff. Right. And it, it's we were so just learning. Which that's fun too. I I like reading about the universe and how it works. Yeah. So. Especially, it, like, exoplanets just, just absolutely boggles my mind. It boggles my mind how recently we discovered that there's other planets out there. Yeah, like, 96, I think they officially found the first one, or group. Yeah, them. just so recently, and yeah. people are so... I shouldn't say that. A lot of people are very unaware of recent discoveries. Right. Including I, me. Yeah. Same I, here. I, didn't, I did not hear about that um, until... Did a report on it, so that was in 2013. I'd say a couple of years before that, I, I had an idea about it. I knew a little bit about it, and then I was interested in it enough to do a report on it in a public speaking class. <clears throat> but yeah, it was, and now it's just like they're as countless as the stars in the sky. So like pretty much every star you look at has a um, planet. At least one planet around it. Yeah, and or solar system. Mm-hmm. Which is absolutely nuts. Which, if you think of the size of the universe, and then just the... If you get... I don't know the numbers, but the statistics involved for there being, like, life out there is pretty good. It's actually, like... Extremely to think that there is not, high. Yeah, to think that there's not life out there is kind of silly. Yeah, there's numbers ran on it. I recently heard yeah. in a podcast. Right. Um, you probably heard the same one. That it's just pretty much impossible for there not to be anything out there. Right. But it's also close to impossible that we'll never find it. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And, the, you know... Or it's very possible that we will never find it. Sorry. Uh, I know what you mean. But, uh... You know, what was I going to say? I think a a lot of... We're mostly interested in if there are other, like, conscious beings out there, like humans. So, like, we want to find, like, other anthropomorphic um, beings out there. But I think it would still be interesting if there were... I mean, not as cool, but still, like, really cool if there was, like, little critters (laughs) running around on uh, other planets somewhere, even if it was, like, bacteria or something like that. <clears throat> Do you think that, like... Like, for a while, I was obsessed with Europa. And um, one of the things I read... Europa's it's a moon, a, right? Yeah, it's a moon around Jupiter, which is my favorite planet. Um, <clears throat> Jupiter's a homie. It is. Well, yeah. That Comets come cold. in. Slingshots it out of there. Not a bang. Doesn't get every one of them, but... <laughs> just ask the moon about that. Yeah. I got fucked up. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, Europa, when I was reading about it, um, there's a cool movie on it, too. Um, Europa Report. So, when it goes around, when it um, orbits Jupiter, um, because of the mag- magnetic field, it, like, squeezes and, like, it compresses and it, like, releases. So, it's, like, constantly being, the ice on it is being moved a lot. So, yeah. it might create 
um, uh, friction and heat and stuff like that. So the if you look at um, photos of it, there's like a lot of red around that, and they think that's uh, possibly just a lot of bacteria on the surface of the ice that's really? living there. Yeah. And they they haven't been able to send anything there, or they um, just haven't tried. I mean, we have the capabilities too. Because I know that um, I believe it's Titan. That's the that's the Jupiter moon that. Um, it's another interesting moon. That has a sea of methane. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, a few years ago, when I was in that astronomy class, they were sending or considering sending a submarine probe to that planet. And sorry, that that moon, um, and they really wanted to check out if there was any sort of life developing in methane gas. Yeah. Or in in methane liquid methane. Mm-hmm. Um, it's they said it's very possible that something could develop in that right like, that environment like H two O. How they think we or life developed here. We should uh, we should research Jupiter's moons and have like a podcast dedicated to that astronomy yeah not like a full podcast just maybe an episode dedicated to right i know she'd be that'd be awesome i love i love space dude me too especially our own solar system like just that alone the jupiter's moons um our sun but yeah so that's a good segue for the space force what do you know about it space force (laughs) Master Chief. Yeah. Are you going to join? No. No? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, why? Um, yeah, it's a very interesting idea. I don't know how I feel. I mean, it's not a bad idea, in my opinion, at all. Do you... Have you read up on it at all? I've read up on um, some of the ranks, p- potential ranks. Okay. I don't know if it was real what, or not. What is it exactly? The Space Force? Yeah, you might so, you. I've, I've listened to some of uh, Mike Pence's speech. Did okay, you? I haven't watched it. Okay, he recently did that speech about it, and his, his whole thing was, um, we currently have superiority in space, mm-hmm. and that's being challenged okay. by other countries. Right. And we have little capabilities to defend ourselves from those challenges. I see. So we're installing capabilities to have superiority in space. I see. So weaponizing, like... I don't know. Okay, just having stuff up there just in case there's an attack? Yeah, I'm sure. Like uh, maybe armed guards for... For like on ISS all potential or space station trips. Interesting. Huh. Did, did he did he allude there. to any what exactly is the threat up there or I don't know, but I like to think that it's like when pirates roam the oh, I see. friggin' <laughs> high seas. Okay. So maybe he's seeing like maybe potential future, like it'll be very common for people to be able to go up into the air. Yeah. Like, planes will not be just a, 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 a billionaire's purchase. Right. Maybe, maybe the, uh, 
Henry Ford of planes will come along and make a make a um, a model that's affordable for middle class income. That's a good way to put it. Interesting. Then we have pirates. <laughs> <laughs> because like the space industry, the um, well, I'm sorry, the uh, now private companies like Amazon and of course SpaceX um, from Elon Musk are getting into space on their own because now it's no longer a, a government thing too so yeah maybe it could and NASA is a private private owned company right is that right I, no it's it's funded by the government I don't think it's private it's, okay. a, it's a government entity alright um, they, they contract with SpaceX now so they're testing um, a delivery method using the Dragon rocket from SpaceX to deliver supplies from Earth to the um, to ISS. <clears throat> they were using... Um, so, American astronauts were going up there with um, the help of Russia. Russia's Soyuz r- rocket, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Yeah. That- Especially, like, a few years ago when there's like high tensions between the Obama administration and um, it's really odd how they collaborate yeah. the scientists yeah they get along yeah um <laughs> I could be wrong maybe they hate each other they, <laughs> yeah. they bickered the whole way up <laughs> or something <laughs> but re- we stop the <clears throat> shuttle I know as a requirement for um to be an astronaut you have to be fluent in Russian because you work so closely with uh, cosmonauts. I did hear that. That's really cool. It's really interesting. Yeah. So many requirements. It's like you gotta all be the that, best, and the best. by the way, <laughs> learn another language. Yeah. Have fun. You gotta be able to not only speak that language, but be able to talk scientifically with those people. Right. <laughs> That's just a whole other world. It's a fourth dimension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to learn. Spanish from this customer who comes in. Oh, yeah, I saw that the other day. He's, like, really cool. He comes in and, like, he doesn't speak any English really at all. And he just um, would have his son order, and I was, I was like, you know what? I used to live in Southern California, so I can take at least most orders yeah. in Spanish. I can understand and sometimes respond. And so I tried it. Mm-hmm. And he was he got really excited mm-hmm. and like really happy and and then started correcting me and like oh, teaching cool. me new words and I was just like you know what this is awesome so every time he comes up I only I try to only speak Spanish mm-hmm. and like I used to always be afraid to do something like that like yeah. maybe they'd laugh at me like right. oh what an idiot mm-hmm. listen to him he sounds like a toddler right. But I found that people really appreciate it. Like, if they're in another country and nobody around them cares to speak right. their language, and sometimes they get laughed at or yeah, it's offensive to people, like, when they can't speak English. Yeah, which is kind of dumb. Yeah, it's really stupid. Yeah. So, um, I, when you see somebody trying, I found that it, it's more appreciated than looked down upon. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of what my fear is because I'm learning Russian, um, and my fear <laughs> or my insecurity is that if I try and start a conversation with them, which would be very like limited conversation, <laughs> by the way, 
um, that they would just kind of laugh at my my accent or lack thereof. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they're. But you know, there's. I had a similar story, like um, of ringing a lady up, and she asked, or she told me her name, and I asked if it was like with a Y or an I. Like her name was Irina, and I guess uh, she's like, "Oh, cool, thanks Wait. for asking." Arena, Irina. Okay. And I guess uh, she she was glad that I asked because I can't remember now. I'm getting it switched up. Sorry, Ukrainians and Russians that may be listening, <laughs> but she's like um, the spelling with an I is Russian and the spelling with the Y is Ukrainian, and I guess she was Russian, so she appreciated that. Um, but yeah, speaking to your point, like if they come here, we're not we don't grow up learning multiple languages like other countries do like in europe i think it's like three to four that they know and it's usually like the surrounding countries um here it's like maybe spanish maybe maybe and that's like you know kind of a requirement in high school and kind of a requirement in college i got around it because at the time i didn't really care to learn another language because it was never really the use of it was never really instilled in me other than like, hey, you live in California, it's probably a good idea to learn Spanish, but, you know. I was always paying attention because um, my Spanish teacher was really hot. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I was a senior because I only passed Spanish one, uh-huh. so I was trying to pass Spanish two. I was a senior in mostly a class full of like freshmen and sophomore, uh-huh. so she always paid more attention to me and... I felt all special and dude. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun class to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't learn much. No. <laughs> she passed me still. <laughs> That's good. That was nice of her. I uh, I don't know like a Spanish. Only from what I've learned from Starbucks though. Yeah. So Have you I, tried Duolingo or anything like that? The, yeah, I know um I mean, I don't know a foreign language, but David, my little brother, who has autism, he speaks sign language. Uh-huh. So you know sign. So I know some sign language that is kind of, um, like, more toddler talk. Like, oh, okay. You know, toddlers will be like, I want basketball. Not, okay. Could you please give me the basketball? Right. <laughs> like, I don't... So just very direct commands and, yeah. and questions. And, and words and what things are. Oh, okay. And my ABCs and stuff like that. Yeah. So Duol- that's the furthest extent. Oh, okay. Duolingo is an app. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope, never used it. Oh, okay. It's free. It's pretty nice. Yeah? That's how I've been learning Russian mostly. Cool. I'll take, check that out. Duolingo. Yeah. yeah, and it's like gamified, so... I need to start taking notes. Yeah. I'll write it down for you. Okay. Now you got it. Um, yeah, I, I love it. Um, they are big in Ireland because that country is trying to focus is trying to make the Irish language Gaelic come back to life or yeah reinstill it in Irish people and um, they give Duolingo a lot of credit for that for helping um, uh, popularize that language did I say that word right? (laughs) yeah I think I I I spelled dual like a Duo. Duolingo. Duo. <laughs> Duo. Duo. Uh, dual. Sorry. I'm, no, I can mutter sometimes. 
I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm not spelling that right. Duolingo. Yeah. I'll check that out. Gamified, you could... <laughs> meaning, like, you get experience points and badges and... I don't really... <coughs> for me, that's not, like, really what does it for me, but it it improves engagement. Like, you can... You and... Like, my brother and I are... Well, we've kind of stopped, but um, we're trying to compete in who can learn French faster. And so it'll, you have like leaderboards and things like that. And um, you have health. So if you make too many mistakes, like you either got to pay in rubies. This or, is in Duolingo? Yeah. Or Duolingo? Duolingo, yeah. So you, like you can collect rubies over time with like how well you do. And then, um, or gems, whatever they call them. <clears throat> and your health can run out. And so when it runs out, like, it puts you on hold for, like, I don't know, 24 hours, I think, or 12 hours. Unless you buy the premium version, then that doesn't happen. But they had for a while, but they took it off because um, they're, like, reformulating um, it or redoing the algorithm or <coughs> re-implementing it somehow. But uh, they had a chat bot on there, so you could... Um, and it was only in French. It wasn't the... Well, from what I saw, maybe it's in other languages, too, but... But it wasn't on the Russian one. But anyway, so the chatbot, you could, like, choose your setting. Like, I'm going into a restaurant. And it, you would chat like you would with, like, a waiter or a host. And he would suggest, like, menu like um, menu items to you. It's all in French, too, and you're supposed to respond in French. And if you get stuck, like, you can press help, and it'll give you a suggested phrase to say. But what's cool about it is, like, um, that helps with immersion, which is a, from what I've read, is like the best way to become fluent in a language. Is that actually speaking to someone of that language yeah. who is that's their first language, and they could, uh, well, I guess the chatbot not so much would help you with accent, but they can help you with accent and like how a French person would say it. Because sometimes when you learn, from what I've seen, like when you learn a language, um, you kind of learn the robotic stuff like how are you doing today <laughs> like those uh like those those indian facebook predators that you'll get messages from <laughs> yeah, yeah. i love boobs yours <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> so let touch your vagine <laughs> you're just like no <laughs> send pics bobs and vagine <laughs> bobs <laughs> Exactly. Oh boy. oh, boy. Yeah, by the way, we're not sponsored by Duolingo. We are not. <laughs> Chris just likes them. That's, yeah, kind of went off on a rant there. <laughs> Is there any more coffee? Yeah. All right, I'm going to get some more. Yeah, I was, was going to make some more. I'm not sure if there's enough for you there. Okay. <clears throat> but I want some more, too. We can, like, we can take a... a Coffee break? We can take a break for a second in a, in a little bit. Yeah. Alright. But I wanted to talk about something else. Are we off there or are we still on? On. Okay. We also have editing power too. Yeah. There's some left. Okay. Like a little drop there. Yeah, I do. Okay. Alright. So that new Red Dead. Ooh, let's talk about that. Now, 
Let's discuss it. Here's the deal. I just watched a little bit of gameplay the other day. Beyond that, I know nothing. Okay. Do you, <laughs> did you play Red Dead? Uh, briefly. Briefly. Okay. Well, we're kind of in the same boat, because I just recently played that game. Yeah. And um, I still haven't finished it. I'm in the in the. Uh, I think I'm in the like last final kind of stages, but great game, awesome story. When did it come out? The first one. God knows. Um, a while back. But dude, those graphics and dude, yeah. It's <laughs> seriously. like what are they doing? Dude, this yeah, is seriously. crazy. It's like <clears throat> the the. I mean, if, if they're not lying on the gameplay reveal I just saw and enhancing those graphics, mm -hmm. that's like surpassing The Witcher by a lot, in my own opinion. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. Yeah. Sometimes, like, even like in Far Cry 5, you kind of just get lost in the scenery and want to just kind of go around and explore and have like a nature walk. <laughs> yeah. Because it's so, so detailed and real. Like, um... Like, if you go on, like, the lakes there and stuff like that, it's just like, man, I want to go camping. Yeah. <laughs> In this area. Um, Fallout, the first one I played was Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. And I played it really late, so the, the graphics were kind of bad. Mm -hmm. um, and then Fallout 4 came out. I definitely bought that one, like, the day it came out. And that kind of blew my mind. That was so fun for a while. Fallout 4? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you just play it for the first time? As of December of last year, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, the only thing the only thing I'd ever played of Bethesda's was Skyrim. Okay. Which blew my mind. I haven't yet to play that, too. Bef before Skyrim? God, I forgot you haven't played Skyrim. I know. I... <clears throat> before I played Skyrim, I was just ignorant to Bethesda and what they're doing, mm -hmm. and um, Skyrim changed my life, and I'm sure a lot of people would agree. Well, how did it change your life? Story? Until I played The Witcher 3, that was the best game I've ever played. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. So the, the level, like you said, the level of like exploration and Fallout, mm -hmm. like you just get, you just go to places where you're like, holy shit, this is so beautiful. Yeah. You're like, I want to camp here, like you said. And, oh, I meant uh, that in Far Cry, but same with Fallout 2. Fallout 4. Oh, Far Cry, that's yeah, what said, you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was talking about Far Cry 5. Okay, yeah, that those graphics are amazing, too. Yeah. Man, those are really good. Um, yeah, so that it's crazy because I compared Far Cry to Skyrim. So the, the, the setting, uh -huh. like sometimes when you're just wandering through the forest... Right. And you can't see the end. It's just dense forest. Right. You look back, you can't see what's behind you, and you're just in the middle of wilderness. Right. That's how that's how Skyrim feels a lot of the time. Okay. Um, but then what really amazed me was the concept of open world and um, that's happening I'm... upon just a random character that may be like... 10% of the population who plays that game will even stumble upon because it's just a side quest that some some nerd took like two days to sit and write this quest and right. 
and he knew that nobody's going to play it, but he put his whole heart into it. Right. It's just amazing to me that Isn't this it? exists. It, um, that's what I love about... Well, yeah, you, you're, like, you're, like, immersed in this actual quest, and that's how, that's what I like about, like, music and, and video games is just, like, finding those really niche things that maybe, that's what's fun about it, it's just, like, it's, like, a treasure, yeah. like a, a hidden treasure somewhere, and you gotta find it, yeah. it's, like, a little treasure hunt, but, um, you need to play Skyrim, I will. <laughs> See, I I've been like we were talking about earlier. <clears throat> I've been out of video games for a long time. Like I said, the the, the last game I played before getting back into uh, video games, which was like I think Fallout Four was my reintroduction to video games. But um, the last one I played was God of War Three, and that was back in 2013. So that was almost five years of nothing. <laughs> yeah, playing and absolutely nothing. Sad. I'm sad to say that my video gaming experience was extremely limited as a as a kid and like <clears throat> going into my teens because, um, like a lot of kids, your parents just did not like video games. Right. Oh and, yeah. And so I had to kind of pick and choose what I played very carefully because I had very little time to play it. So I got extreme satisfaction out of Call of Duty, short, sweet games that right. I could play 10 of them before my mom got home, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I really did not delve into story-based games. I just did not have the time to sit down, and I would have probably loved to as a kid. Right. Things like Mass Effect, mm-hmm. I've played later on. Have you ever played those? So, I haven't played all of them, but I've started playing, I finished the first one, I'm well into the second one, and I just play those games, I'm like, I would have loved this as a kid, like, I wish, I wish I was exposed to this kind of thing. Um, but it was a lot of Call of Duty, and what got me to branch out was when uh, Xbox came out with the Game Pass, Mm -hmm. sorry, not the Game Pass, Game Sharing. Okay where you can pick one person to link your profile oh, and you cool. guys get to play the games that you buy. So whatever he buys or she buys, you get to play yeah. and vice versa. So okay, Amazon uh, needs to Amazon yeah, Amazon needs to do that for when I buy movies on yeah. there. So I can like let my friend borrow it or something. Yeah. Because anyway. they made it to where you had to download your disc or download the game to the hard drive to play it. Okay. So people were very upset about that. Um, forgot my point. Sorry, I probably messed it up. No, it's fine. Um, game sharing. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So my friend Jacob Tessadori, shout out. What's <laughs> <laughs> up, Jacob? Um, he lent me his game sharing while one of my friends was in boot camp. Yeah. And I got exposed to just a wide, vast world of games. The Witcher yeah. 3, mm-hmm. Mass Effect, all these games that I'd never played before. And and before that, I was like you. I was, I was pretty ignorant to, right. you know, games. But I really had that drive to go play them. Mm-hmm. 
I like I grew up with N sixty four. No, I have no life. You have no life. <laughs> I feel like I don't know. I have I think fondly of video games. Um <clears throat> mostly because like of course there's games that aren't that don't have much of a story to them, and that's fine. They have their own purpose. But the ones that do have like a really deep story like Fallout or um how you talk about The Witcher or Skyrim. It's such an immersive um, way to tell a story because I think it allows you to become more... Sorry. <clears throat> it, it allows you to become more... It makes the story more personal to you because you are that character. And so, like, in Fallout 4, you, like, finding your son becomes, like, a personal thing for you. And yeah. you like, I don't know, you... It um, some emotion can go. Maybe some people are just like whatever. I just, I just need to complete this mission. But for me, I get like sucked into the story, especially if like the cinematography's well done, the graphics are well done. You like the character development is well done. Everything that's in like a good movie or a TV show or a book is in the video game. Music, yeah. I don't know if you mentioned that. that mu- of course, yeah. Good music too to kind of pluck your heartstrings a little yeah. better. Those those moments where you're wandering and the music just starts going ham, you're like, oof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the bad guys are coming and like the, the fight music starts playing, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's what's kind of sad. A lot of people are saying that the storytelling's going away in video games and and being replaced by and correct me if I'm wrong, you probably know better than I would. It's becoming more popular to have like online only games and stuff like that the story is less paid attention to and it's more so focused on multiplayer type. Yeah. So uh, very high competitive, very high stimulating games are being popular right now. Right. A lot of I mean this is just my my own opinion but a lot of kids with a lot of attention disorders yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not going to sit down and play these these games that I'm into, but right. there is still a solid fan base for a lot of these games, and that's why CD Projekt Red, the people who develop uh, developed The Witcher, and you know what, I'm gonna just have to say, um, not Bethesda anymore. They used to, I think they used to be the type of company that, um, I think they used to focus less on money and more on gameplay yeah but they are a humongous company now right um but cd project red it's just like you see games like that and it's like that's the potential like that that's what happens when a company tells their employees do not worry about the money right we're making a good game here like right people play it they play it if they don't and they made the witcher they made the Witcher three very recently. Oh, okay. Well, not very recently. Okay. But um, yeah, and they there's more Witchers. And why do you why do you say I know Bethesda's big, but why are you saying that they are becoming less so that company that just focuses on making a good game? Just because of Fallout seventy six? Yeah, we'll see with that. Okay. If I'm right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that I, I know, one way or the other, but yeah, um, a lot of people called Todd Howard a sellout. Okay. Who is the the um pretty sure he's CEO. Yeah. He's head he's the one that gave the presentation at E three. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Well from what I've seen of it, they still allow 
single player. Like they still have yeah. the story mode where you don't have to go online. So I don't know. Maybe they're. Yeah. I can see people being like scared and upset or angry a little bit, but um, because maybe they're testing the multiplayer thing, and then if it's successful, then they're just gonna go put all their. Um, they're gonna focus on that and, and go away from creating like, an awesome story and characters and gameplay. Because <clears throat> multiplayer is the way to go. Like you're gonna get so many more people playing your game. And right. It's not a good investment idea for you to just make another Fallout Four. Right. Or make another Fallout. Like as a business. Like if you want to make a good game, that would be a good idea. Make a make a Fallout Five. Mm-hmm. That, you know. Um, kind of what they did from Fallout 3 to Fallout 4, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that won't make a lot of money, though. What they're doing now will right. get a lot of people playing. Yeah, which is an unfortunate reality to business. They have to sustain themselves, so... And adapt. Right. But it's still sad at the same time because I feel like that is a another great way, like I was saying earlier, another great way to tell a story like... Um, TV books and um, movies is like it's highly immersive and it's extremely personal and I just would hate to see that go. Yeah. So. So what do you say we take a break? Let's take a break. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're back. We are back and better than ever. So let's see. Kind of drifted off in topics here. Um, we started talking about um, marijuana. That's right. While we were on the break. Marijuana. Good? Bad? Ugly? I think it could be all three. I think mostly good, though. I agree. <clears throat> um, one of the things that we were talking about on the break is how natural marijuana is and how oddly more potent it can be compared to a lot of pharmaceutical drugs right and I was um, I was going into like how I had like a moment in my life where I was like under huge amounts of stress and like emotional and mental stress and um, how years before that I haven't I didn't uh, smoke any marijuana whatsoever and then somebody just happened to, a friend of mine gave me some and like brought it home that night and just, <laughs> and I smoked it. It was like a really well, well, uh, packed joint. Just a pearl. And the very first hit I took just instantly, like I was describing earlier, how like it just felt like someone was slowly pouring like perfect temperature warm water on my back. <laughs> And just feeling all my, um, like, tense muscles relax and just, like, and, um... Anxiety just instantly gone. Instantly gone and just, like... It's so crazy that that's a natural thing that you can plant in your backyard. Right. And it's so much more advantageous to so many of the pharmaceutical drugs that we take. Right. Every single day. Yeah. And I've taken, um, I forget which... Um, medication. It was like anti-anxiety medication. I took it for... And you're supposed to, like, get it into your system, at least this one. 
It started with a C. I can't remember what it was, but um, you like pretty much load it into your system by like a um, gradually increasing dosage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just got about halfway through that phase and just hated how, like, I was. I felt. I didn't feel better. I just felt emotionless and just kind of like a, just like a uncaring robot, just yeah. kind of existing and doing my routine. Um, so, so I just got, I had a very similar experience. Yeah. Um, in high school, I started taking antidepressants. Um, it was just a kind of hard time. So I started seeing a psychologist or psychiatrist and they started prescribing me medication and, um, I had never really taken anything like that before. And it was so odd. I never had a more emotional two weeks in my life. Right. Um, first off, I started having extremely vivid and particular nightmares. Hmm. So when I mean, when I say particular, I mean like very specific to my fears, like my Uh, real fears, not just, not just random nightmares that, Mm -hmm. Um, clown, you know, out of nowhere, just running at you. Mm -hmm. Um, very specific to my fears. A lot of family (coughs) members dying, like very just horrific, probably hyper detailed too. Very. And (coughs) what's odd is after that, um, my dreams have always been extremely vivid, Mm -hmm. but, um, (coughs) after a while, I decided that I, I didn't want to take it anymore, which was, I should not have just dropped off it. <coughs> Is that a problem? I've heard it can cause problems. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, I just stopped taking it. I was very mad. I stopped going to the person I was going to. And um, right after I stopped taking them, the morning after I woke up, and I've never felt anything before this or since, but I just like was not myself. I was outside of myself to the point to where, um, it scared me Mm -hmm. total out of body experience. And like, I, I have no clue what it was. Um, but I called my sister, I called my mom just freaking out. I was like, I don't know what's happening. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm like 17 years old, just in my room, nobody's home. And I look back at that. I'm just like, that was not worth it. <laughs> right. I just, I would rather be depressed. Right. Like, yeah, that exactly. was so stupid. And that could have possibly, you know, Ended. done things that I done things to me that I still don't know about, you know, right. damaged something that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I still have vivid dreams from that. Interesting. Like <clears throat> that's when, um, that's when I started having extremely vivid dreams. And before that, I didn't really dream that much. Yeah. Very odd stuff. I feel like <coughs> before that, before I had was on that medication, I would have really vivid dreams, and then when I was on it, I'd have, like, nothing. <coughs> no dreams at all. <coughs> Excuse me. I had a tickle in my throat. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, and then <clears throat> took a long time for those to like come back because I I've dreamt a lot ever since I was a kid 
with like recurring nightmares, good dreams, bad dreams. <clears throat> okay, so we were talking about um, before you had a little tickle in your throat. Oh yeah, had a little tickle, a little coughing fit, had a little coughing break. <clears throat> Um, uh, antidepressants, crazy yeah. shit. Yeah. So you and I had like the opposite effect. It gave you more dreams. It gave me way less. And yeah, dreams are uh, an interesting subject. Very. One, because you can either, you don't know if the dream is like giving you some type of meaning or if it's just like just crazy talk. What do you think? I you think, think dreams have <coughs> any meaning at all? I think so. I think, um, for example, you get nightmares about your fears and things like that. And I think I'm, I'm paraphrasing something I read, but, um, so yeah, in your dreams, you manifest your actual fears and I've, it sounds like that is your brain or your mind preparing you for actually just in case you experience that. So you don't just like maybe it's just some type of learned um i think i know exactly what you're talking about like almost an evolution tool right where your mind is preparing yourself for some situations right in order to reduce i don't know some sort of anxiety or fear you have inside right. of you. some like paralyzing fear so you don't just like lie over dead so yeah it's like a survival um survival tool um where you just like in reoccurring dreams could be just your mind just making you practice over and over again. Yeah. Again. (laughs) At the end of your dream. Um, Something interesting I heard was um, anytime that your body burns calories, it's normally for a good reason. So Mm -hmm. when you dream, when you sleep, you're burning calories. Right. And so I totally, I could totally see that you're, um, your body preparing yourself for something. But then do you think like you have useless dreams? Just not, they're just nothing, just brain activity, maybe just, yeah. Brain activity, trying to have some type of sense experience. Cause I know when you deprive your brain of input, it starts creating input and like, it'll just, Mm -hmm. I, I know there's a thing you can do where you put like ping pong balls over your, like a, ping pong ball cut in half put each side over your eyeballs and then like completely drown out your hearing or play static over headphones into your ear yeah it it just tunes out all of actual input so your mind starts creating images images and stuff like that so it's a way to in- induce hallucinations that's really interesting yeah you learn i learned a little bit about that in something that kind of has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now, but more into cave paintings. Yeah. So a lot of these old cave paintings that they found, it has animals, obviously. This, this shit is so fascinating. Like they're true artists. Some of these, like some of these are so well done. And, um, and they found so many that were just abstract. Mm Mm-hmm. It wasn't an animal. It wasn't a human. It wasn't an activity. It was just like 
some weird design. Right. And um, one of the theories that they have for for um, how they were coming up with this abstract art was light deprivation. Uh-huh. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what they called it. So you go into a cave, you go deep into this cave, and there's no light. Right. I don't know if you've ever tried this, but if you press your f- fists or your fingers hard against your eyes and you close your eyes tight, you start seeing shapes, right, images, yeah. kind of like a, a yeah. s- what, is, what are those things called? Uh, a high, the stethoscope? Yeah, something like that. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope, yeah. So, um, so kind of like that. And, <clears throat> and what you see when you do that kind of does closely resemble what they were putting on the walls. But tying into what you were saying with the whole ping pong ball thing, mm-hmm. um, what they think was happening is cavemen hallucinating in these dark, dark caves that they were secluded back in, yeah. no light for days. And so they would just they hallucinate making. these like little monsters and well, just patterns. Oh, I see. Like they were, they, the idea is cavemen were stupid, okay. but what people are coming to find out is they were very interested in abstract thought huh. more than we even consider. Yeah. Okay. And, um, I have heard that a lot of the, the animals in the cave paintings mm-hmm. that they're finding were not from that region where they painted it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you, when you see mammoths, there weren't mammoths really in that area. Huh. So at least from what they're saying. So um, they thought previously that maybe these these animals that they're drawing were just them bored after hunting. So they're drawing what they're doing throughout the day. Okay. But... The alternative theory is they were drawing these things from memory that they had seen elsewhere and regarded them maybe higher than other animals, you know, maybe how um, certain cultures religiously highly regard certain animals. Oh, yeah. Um, So it may have been more of a religious thing rather than than just being bored drawing animals that they see. Yeah, very interesting what led to, stuff. What, what, um, what led archaeologists or whatever to that theory about um, them elevating those animals to a higher existence? Um, Just the way they were painted, or I believe there's. You know, I'm not going to make anything up, but I feel I feel like I heard something about um, tools that they made had something to do with it as well. Oh, okay. I honestly have no idea. I'll have to do some research. Check it out. Yeah, that's a good question. So, <clears throat> you're saying that The Witcher is going to be on Netflix. Yeah. They're, they're making a Netflix uh, series. Yeah, I did want to talk about this because... I heard a little theory through the grapevine that um, 
the guy who plays Jamie Lannister is going to be playing oh. Geralt, the the witch, the main Witcher. Do you want to talk about like kind of this, like a <laughs> brief overview of the storyline of the Witcher? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Please. So, um, I have not read the books. Okay. So I know nothing about the books and. From what I've heard, the books are pretty different from the games. Okay. The... Sorry. <laughs> the books... Um, I think I think from what I've heard, the books are not as... monstery. So in, in The Witcher 3, and this okay. is... A, this so may not be like, accurate at all, but um, in The Witcher 3, there's, you know, a lot of different monsters that you're going around fighting and okay. um, a lot of different quests, different types of monsters and stuff like that. Um, but essentially in the beginning of The Witcher 3, you start off with your character Geralt, who's looking for his... Um, kind of apprentice, Siri. Okay. And Siri's this young girl that he helped train to become a witcher. And so Siri, um, she's running from something called the Wild Hunt. Okay. This was something that Geralt used to be in. Um, now they're both trying to hide from the Wild Hunt. Um, during all this, Sorcerers are being sorcerers and sorceresses and, and that sort of thing. Anything really magic is kind of being outlawed in the region at this time. Mm. You're friends with a lot of sorcerers and sorceresses. And um, so there's a lot of like political stuff going on as, as well as you're searching for your, your daughter, Siri. Yeah. Sorry, not your daughter. Your princess. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's his daughter or not. <laughs> it's so weird how I played... S- so many hours of this game um I'm still not sure about certain things but uh so pretty much you have the main quest which is long as hell and then you have just unlimited side quests that you can do yeah and from what I've been told the new series is not going to be based off of the video game interesting so they're so going to the kind of drift more towards the books. I see. But, yeah. Which might be good news, because usually video game movies and shows suck. Yeah, I don't know how they could really make a TV show out of the video game. Yeah? Too short, or what? Oh, it's very long. Um, it's It's more just like... It's more just like The Witcher story is kind of everywhere. Oh, I see. You know, so it's it's very vast. Very vast and then you can go off and do other things and it's just like I don't know how they would structure that story into a TV show. I'm sure the I'm sure the um books have a lot more structure. Right. Okay. So is the game kind of more you can create your own adventure then? It'll depending on your decisions the the story mode will pan out a certain way. Yeah, apparently there's a bunch of different endings that can happen. Oh, okay. It's like that game that game is almost like the third 
Lord of the Rings. It's like there's a point like after that battle scene, that end battle scene where you're like, all right, this movie's over, right? And then there's just like another hour and a half. Yeah. And you're just like, damn, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. That's how that game feels. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I really wish I, I could talk more about it, but I haven't even played the second game. I'm just, I'm kind of a noob in the, oh, in the, Witcher in the realm of The Witcher, but oh, okay. I've just put so much time into that third, that third game. Should I get it? Yeah, you should get it. <laughs> Check it it's, out. Yeah, it's definitely worth getting. Okay. And... Yeah, it's so immersive, and you just get lost in it. The music is amazing. Really? So good. Yeah. Um, but what about that new Lord of the Rings I didn't even know they were, they were going to make a new series. What, what channel is it on? Amazon Prime, or okay. Amazon. Okay. So have you watched any like previews for it or anything? There's no previews. I don't even think they've casted. Oh, okay. So it's going to be on Amazon. Is it... A just a different version of the three books. I think it's playing into a whole different story, whole new time. Oh, really? But mm-hmm. all Lord of the Rings characters? Yeah, but I don't think they're even alive. Oh, really? Yeah, so a so whole it's different just in time. Universe. Whole different time. Oh. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> but like the people like Gandalf have been alive for like I think a couple thousand years. Mm-hmm. So he could he'll be in the show. Maybe. That'd be, That'd cool. be awesome. Because he's my favorite. Yeah. <clears throat> but too bad. <clears throat> Saruman? Or is it Sauron? The white wizard. Saruman. Saruman. <laughs> he's dead. I hope we're right. <laughs> yeah. We're probably wrong. That's all right. uh, <clears throat> yeah, he's, he's gone. No longer with us. Christopher Lee. R.I.P. Great man. Yeah. You play Dracula. Yeah. Have you seen those at all? Yeah. Uh, sorry. Senior year of high school, we went real deep into Dracula in one of our English classes. Oh, really? So you, did you guys read Bram Stoker's Dracula? Yeah. Did you watch Bram Stoker's Dracula? Yeah. That was a good movie. Yeah. Dracula's cool. He's a cool guy. He's uh, supposed to be pure evil. Yeah. Um... Uh, my sister went to Germany recently and went to that castle. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. That's where it is, right? Uh, well, in the... Or in Transylvania? Yeah, it's in Transylvania. Where's that? Uh, I think that's Hungary. No. Czech Republic. <laughs> that's a Czech. Yeah. What do we got here? She went all over. She went to like Belgium and Amsterdam. Oh, uh, it's in Romania. That's a region in Romania. So there's that. Ah, <sighs> yeah, he's Romanian. Um, did you want internet access? Did you um, watch the Dracula with Bela Lugosi? Um. I think we watched three separate films. One was black and white? Yeah. Okay. One was very modern and like oddly sexual. Hmm. It was it, it more like related to the Van Helsing movie. You know how those there's like those like really s- sneaky sexual vampires? 
I haven't seen Van Helsing. They were like, you haven't seen Van Helsing? No. Hugh Jackman? Is it good? What are you, dude? <laughs> hey, someone told me a long time ago it sucked, so I'm like, okay, I won't watch it. Sucked? <laughs> God. So it's good? It's good. All right. Well, it's on Netflix, so I think I'll check it out today. Yeah, you'd really like it. It ties in a bunch of, like, different characters. So there's Frankenstein, there's the Dracula, huh. his minions, there's... Um, Jackal and Hyde in there. It's really cool how they tie it all so together. So all the Universal monsters in one movie. So cool, and they fight them all using um, badass like guns and swords. And like. have you seen the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I think it came around out the around the same time as. That sounds super familiar. It has Sean Connery in it. Invisible Man is in it. Doctor Jekyll's in it. I wish I could look it up, but I don't have internet access. Yeah, what's going on with your internet? I don't know. Can you log on on your phone? Yeah, extraordinary. Or is your internet working on your laptop? Um, <clears throat> it says it's connected. Oh yeah, it came out in 2003. Let me see. No, I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. But I do know... I have seen previews, I think. Yeah, it's Captain Nemo, Dorian Gray, Mr. Hyde, or Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Invisible Man, Dracula, and Vampiress Mina Harker. And they go... I forget the plot. <laughs> but they all work together to overcome some type of uh, hardship or evil, Sounds pretty similar. Evil character. All those characters. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Have you seen uh, The Expanse? The what? The sci-fi show The Expanse. Expanse? Yeah. No. So now we're in... So it takes place like 230 years in the future. And now the human race is now interplanetary within our solar system. So like there's Mars. They're like the military planet. Mm-hmm. Naturally, because... Mars is the god of war. Um, and is that right? Yeah, Mars is the god of war. And and then there's like the asteroid belt miners. They're called belters. Mm-hmm. And Wait, like, what is this? This is the TV show on sci-fi called The Expanse. And, um, I'm already interested. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. You so like... Okay, so like I know Jupiter. Jupiter doesn't have a surface, right? Right. It's just is a it gas in there? Giant. Um, Neptune. I think they're, on, they're they're like on a moon. Oh, in the yeah. in the beginning of the show, it shows like it's just like a montage of them colonizing each planet. Like they go on Mars, and then you see like a um, you know like the colony building on there, and then they go to like they see ships flying towards a moon around Jupiter and things like that. So pretty cool. Pretty cool show. So like, there's the Belters, and they are mining asteroids and things like that. And so like, they're the lower class, and like, air and water are like a commodity there. It's like gold for the Belters. Like in Spaceballs. Yeah. yeah it's like canned air. <laughs> I never saw Spaceballs. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, we're both shouting out movies that neither of us has right. seen. But, um, dude, yeah, if. And apparently the science is really correct in it too. 
So there's gravity on the ships when the rockets are going. Mm-hmm. But when the rockets, like when the jet engines, the rocket engines turn off, um, like they start floating again. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool show. It's Neil deGrasse Tyson approved. I believe so. And uh, the story is pretty cool. It's like kind of like a film noir feeling because like there's a private eye and stuff like that. He's trying to find this girl that was kidnapped throughout the this whole chain of events between Mars and the belt and Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, is Earth just kind of like nothing now? I believe the Earth is where I'm only like four episodes in, <clears throat> but Earth is where all like the rich people live. Oh, really? Basically, yeah. So Earth is being like preserved really okay. well. So like all the resources go there. Oh then, wow. Okay. So wait, are they like? Did they like excommunicate war to other planets? Well, Mars became its own independent military planet. Okay. So it's just like this own really strong, like, <clears throat> military government in the in space, and the uh, Earth is ran by the UN. So, yeah, it's an interesting show. It's really deep. But where is there like conflict? Yeah. Between nations. It's like really and tense. Shit? Yeah. It starts off like. Like it's basically a cold war between Mars and Earth, oh, <clears throat> and then like the Belters are like uprising and stuff like that. So it's like really tense times between the in the solar system. So how old is the show? Um, it's only a few years old. I think they're on their third season, and Amazon Prime just picked it up. Oh, there we go. My internet's working. It got canceled on SciFi, and um, <coughs> excuse me. Amazon Prime picked it up. Sorry, one more time, the name? Uh, the Expanse. Okay. You should pull up, a, like, a video of it. Okay. Photos aren't doing it justice. Just the title, the uh, title track alone, like the op- the opening itself, is pretty. It'll hook you. Zero gravity sex. <laughs> Someday, things are gonna change. Earth and Mars are stepping on the necks of the builders out here for a hundred years. Be careful how far you want to take this. Tom Jane. Of a million of our brothers. 
miners. Yeah. The Martians. Oh, oh yeah, Mike. There he is. <laughs> I love him so Me much, too. dude. He needs his own show. Okay, that's he... a perfect segue into Better Call Saul. Okay, either Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. Let's talk about it. Do you watch Better Call Saul? I haven't. No. Yeah, but I, I was Breaking obsessed Bad. with Breaking Bad. I binged it over like a week after it all was all five seasons. Okay, it was five, right? Yeah. I watched all five over a week. I just recently watched it again. I oh, just yeah. finished it, like, I don't know, a couple days ago. I have a favorite scene in that show. And that's when, <clears throat> um, just because, like, the acting was out of this world, when Walt finds out that his wife has been spending all the money that he's been saving up yeah. to help her... Um, Ted. Yeah, Ted, the boyfriend boss guy <laughs> and he just has that meltdown on like the sub oh floor oh my gosh that, that is such a good scene that scene I was just like I just remember like in my bed watching it on my TV just like holding my blanket <laughs> close <laughs> just like so into this guy like he it looked like a mental like an actual nervous breakdown and he starts laughing yeah and he's just like oh my god and that was so deep <laughs> you feel it yeah, like you do. feel, you feel that for him, you know. Right. And like that, is how you would react. Right. Like he went through all that, like because that was after like he dealt with Tuco, right? Tuco, he he had already killed um, Gus, okay. Fring. Yeah, so he's got because both of those situations were like really, very bad, really tense, especially like when he goes into. Um, Tuco's like headquarters. Oh yeah, <laughs> has that exploding fake meth scene. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, Tuco was stressing me out. So Tuco is in Better Call Saul. Okay. Better Call Saul like made me love Breaking Bad even more. Really? Yeah. So it starts you out um, with Jimmy McGill, who's Saul, good. Okay. Saul Goodman, um, and he's pretty much a failed lawyer. He is he disbarred or just he's not making he's not getting any clients. No, he's not disbarred. He is a criminal lawyer who barely just worked his way up from from uh, the from the basement to the top. You know. Okay. His brother owns a law firm, yeah. very successful, and he was a screw-up his whole life and decided to, this is all before the show, but he decides to um, take the bar, do the, you know, do the exams, I think, like, online, stuff like that, mm -hmm. just any way he could while he was a, a package boy working in the bottom of the law firm that his brother owns. And he um, kind of works his way up. Mm -hmm. He runs into Tuco eventually, um, accidentally. 
um, Mike's backstory is really panned out on that huh. show. It's it's like almost a 50-50 between Mike and Saul and Interesting. Um then you start seeing Gus come into the play. Um mm. uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything okay. for you, but it's it's it. very good. How and I, I'm going to warn you. This is what everybody says. The first season eh like it's very exciting for me now that I've seen all of it. Because right. it's leading up to what you know is going to happen. Yeah. But um, stick with it till the second season. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. But again, with the Breaking Bad, um, some of those scenes are crazy intense. Like uh, um, that. I, one of the scenes that just makes me cringe is when. Jesse and and Walt are out doing their like first big meth cook out in the desert. Yeah. Walt tells his wife he's going to visit his mother. Yeah. And um, Jesse leaves the keys in the ignition. Oh. And yeah. the battery dies. That's right. That whole like scenario is just so like just cringy Isn't and like it? that part where they get they get the motor to run and it's and then it bursts into flames and then Jesse runs and grabs the their water like their only water and dumps ah. it onto the onto the <laughs> generator and uh, Walt's like well done Jesse <laughs> that's right they make a battery too he's like that one of the most famous like memes in Breaking Bad is in that scene he's like like you can, you can make a robot or like a or like a dune buggy or like a, a battery. He's like, what'd you just say? He's like, robot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I need to watch that again. Should I watch that first and then go into um, Better Call Saul, or just do it? Um, better shows, call Saul. Okay. It's not. It, it totally is its own show. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's really no need. But um, also another thing about Better Call Saul, or sorry, uh, Breaking Bad is just the like the cinematic moments in those movies. Like what? Just some of, like, the desert scenes and, like, oh, yeah. some of the just basic, like, life scenes where they just take a moment, just silence, you just walk and watch a like little... Like neighborhoods in New Mexico? Yeah. Or, like... New Mexico, right? Yeah, New Mexico. Albuquerque. Very cinematic show. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um... Moving on from that, who do you think's gonna die in Game of Thrones? I still haven't finished season seven. Oh my gosh. I know. Dude, <laughs> you have so much. I know. I have a lot to do. I have a, I have a big list of homework. Yeah. It's like, which, that's the problem with like shows and stuff like that. Like, I'm almost like hesitant to start it because there's such a time dedication, such a big time dedication. And like, <clears throat> 
I'll just get too like into it and I'll start putting things aside that I'm like supposed to be doing. Like I'll start shirking my responsibilities and just watching this show that I'm super into. (laughs) Like I did that with Breaking Bad. Like the whole, the weekend was, (coughs) that's all I did. And then after work throughout the week, I would just go home and watch it. And then the same with when I started, when I watched the first six seasons of, um, of, um, uh, Game of Thrones, same thing. Just that was my week. Yeah. And then, what else? With me, I just like. At some points, I feel like I get frustrated with shows or like. Really intense stuff starts happening, mm-hmm. and I just stop watching it for some reason. It's just like. <clears throat> I feel like I need to have, like you said, you just take time out of your day to just. Right dedicate to that a lot of my like watching is while i'm doing something else mm-hmm. and so shows like breaking bad and stuff like i really want to pay attention and know what's going on right so i'll just like start a show stop it not finish it mm-hmm. it's really bad what did i do that with i i feel I like did I did that with that. game of thrones the first time yeah i feel like i'm doing that right now yeah. just kind of you know there's good stuff. Right. This, but, like, <clears throat> you're just not watching it. <laughs> in season six, I was just, like, my jaw was on the, the floor of the entire season, like, especially the end. Um, but with, I don't know what it is. I just can't. I watched the first episode of season seven and then just lost interest, I guess. I don't understand why. It's like, no, the interest is there. You just gotta do it. The interest is there. You hate to hear it. The interest is there, (laughs) but I just can't get myself to turn it on for some reason. A lot of people are like you. It's like when you don't, you had your heart broken or something, and you meet meet this really nice girl, and you don't want to date her because you might get hurt again. (laughs) (laughs) What an analogy. That, that just became so like, was depressing. <laughs> so yeah, it's all about heartbreak. And yeah, not really. <laughs> Some type of emotional tax on time or yourself. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I got you, man. Alright, cool. Um We've talked about a lot today. What do you think? We've done a we've done a lot of topics. We've gone through. Uh, we didn't talk about beer at all, but maybe for next time. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff for next time still too. Yeah, we do. Um. So, you want to try and wrap it up at this yeah, point? Let's wrap it up. All right. So I just wanted to let everybody know that we really do want to um, bring video streaming soon. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as possible. So stay tuned for that. That would be cool. And, um, and yeah, I think, uh, we also have some other cool ideas. Like we might want to start reading a book at some point and discussing that during the podcast. Yeah. A little book review on an interesting topic or something or interesting story. A little book club. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, well, Thomas, thanks a lot for coming. Yeah. Hanging out, talking. You're welcome, my dude. That's a wrap. That is a wrap.